I, you know what? Hey, Bill, I just figured it out. You want to know what no one talks about the Bucks on national media? It's because they're fucking boring. I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is why no one talks about them. Drivers, drivers, start your engines. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the On the Spot Sin podcast. Uh, this is the national portion of our podcast. If you want to hear us talk about Wisconsin sports, go download the local portion of our podcast. Brady, um, tell them what you have to do. Oh, Brady's not here. So it's just me, Mike, uh, up in Minnesota. We have Jeremy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And moving a little bit east, we have in Wisconsin, Bill. Hey, everybody. Speaking of the Bucks, Paul George is on fire. <laughs> Uh, so we, uh, we're going to have our eyes kind of glued to this uh, Milwaukee-Oklahoma City game uh, while we're doing the podcast, but we want to get into the most important news of the week, uh, and that is the fact that they're new Oreos. Uh, the most stuff, with one F, make sure you keep that F short, the most stuff Oreos are out. Bill, tell them, about the, tell them what the most stuff Oreo looks like, because I'm, I'm looking at a picture of this thing, and it, it's unbelievable. So picture your normal Oreo and then like make it like, I don't know, four or five times bigger. <laughs> make it thick with like four Q's and maybe a C. I want you to think about your, your friend who smokes a lot of weed and has a container of Oreos in front of them and takes apart three or four Oreos and sticks all of the white together on just two of the chocolate pieces. Like, That's what it looks like. Like, this dude's probably scraping the cream off with a spoon and just, like, making it into a big ball until he can put the two cookies in the end and just... <laughs> this, if this was any bigger, it would be an ice cream sandwich. This thing is disgustingly huge. It is... Now, are you going to eat any? Uh, Bill, would you eat this? Oh, I would eat it? all of them. Oh, oh no doubt. I Ooh. would... That's I'm I'm on it, guys. Don't have to say it. I'm putting it on the poll. Because I, 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 I would not. I would not. I would not. I would. I might. I might. I might go to Walmart and go see if I can find some. Because Jeremy made it just sound there like he wouldn't eat it. Yeah, I think Jeremy used the term gross. It looks disgusting. I don't. I wouldn't touch that. Like I'd eat a whole pizza with ranch before I ate some of those. It's just okay, so I have a question much. Because- you eat Oreos, normal Oreos? Yes. So this is just more cream. It's just too much. It's too much. I can't handle it. I don't want to handle it. But but like so are you just are you like are you just stay at a double stuff? Is that your limit? Pretty much, yeah. I mean I don't even are get double stuff, cream? but I wouldn't say I am. But you're not for it apparently. I'm not for hey, this much cream. Hey, Jeremy, have you heard the uh, phrase moderation is for cowards? Um, yes, I've also heard the phrase moderation and everything, so you don't die of clogged arteries. <laughs> is, that, is that a phrase coined by you? Uh, it is not. Arteries, speaking of clogged arteries, Mike, do you want to give us the nutritional information? Yeah, Jeremy, let me, um, let me hit you with this, okay? Let me tell you this changes your mind. Sway you. Hit me. Yeah, my... <laughs> uh, all right, so the original Oreos have a, ser- a serving size of three cookies, totaling 160 calories. Uh, in case you're curious, one of the most stuffed Oreo cookies has 110 calories. What is a serving? Half of one? <laughs> it's one. One is one is the serving amount. 110 calories. Sheesh. 
that so if i'm doing my math right that it pretty much it's pretty much close to triple the amount of calories of an original oreo that's fucked that right what, what i mean like what are the other like how much sugar is in it okay I'll, I'll get that pulled up here hold on yeah give it to us Right. All right. You guys carry us for a little bit. Talk about the absurdity of the cookie. So, first of all, this dude, he must have some pretty big hands. Because in this picture, he's holding five of them, and his hand is, like, completely stretched out. And that's, like, that is five. There's only five. And, Bill, I believe you called it a, an absolute unit of a cookie. Yes. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Um, I have a question, though. Would this... Would its new increased size affect my ability to dunk it? Ooh, Ooh, I think it would absorb more water or more milk quicker because there's just like less cookie. Actually, oh my god, I don't know. It's not less cookie. There's just well, there's not less cookie. There, there is. I mean, ratio wise, there's less cookie. Well, sure, ratio wise. But... So maybe does 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 milk seep into the cream? But, more easily is it more porous well, than a cookie no. well i think i don't know now is but is does the cream retain liquid better like will ooh, it be able to i think more it, milk Ooh man a lot of good questions being asked here and now i kind of want to buy them just to try it <laughs> i have come full circle i so want i them. haven't i haven't found the facts yet but i want you guys to do me a favor and now go look at a regular oreo and the regular oreo looks so Tiny. It looks it like looks, there's. It, it looks like they don't put like enough in no it. Cream there. It looks like it looks they don't like put anything. Thin ones. There's 13 grams of cream. That's a lot of cream. That's 13 grams of cre- of the stuff. How much? How much of the cream stuff was in a normal one? One. One. Holy shit. <laughs> the cream Wait, always rises to the top. Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna go like after this podcast. I'm I'm running out of the store. I'm gonna have to buy some. Yeah, Bill. The the first when I was typing in to find a picture for uh, the pod account at on with spots and on Twitter. Nice little poll question there. But as I typed it in, I typed most stuff Oreo, and then the next thing was where to buy. Yes, I need to know. So where, I'm, where I mean, can I buy them? I'm looking into that right now. So I have nothing yet. Hmm. Well. Oh, you know what? This seems like a marketing fraud. No. Listen Don't do to that to me. Listen to this. Stop. But the marketing be damned. Most stuff Oreos are only two grams more than mega stuff Oreos. Only mega two grams? grams. Well, I've oh. never had a mega stuff, so. So here's the. Oh, so boys. Boys, right at the top here, I, I scrolled right past it too quick. I don't even, I, I can't even buy this. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, not buying the cookie. I don't, I don't buy what they're selling to me here. Target and Walmart, and it's telling me like how far away. It's like in store and then 5.4 miles away, pick up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to call ahead because I do not, I'm not making a trip in this snowy weather to get shelled. Get I told mean, it, to buzz it off. Started, it hasn't started snowing yet here, well, so we're, I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to make a run. Maybe I'll have to try to find some Oreos tonight. We'll keep so, you guys updated. I'm I'm looking on Amazon at their mega stuff. First of all, um, I'm not sure why mega stuff Oreos are so expensive, but it's like nine dollars for a pack. For a pack? Yes. Oreos come with a house. <laughs> Mr. Jack's Pizza over here. 
<laughs> I can get almost four Jack's pizzas of that. That's fucked. <laughs> if you buy two packs of the Mega stuff, uh, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's steep cotton. Oh my god! All right, hey, listen up, listeners. Donate to the uh, Anchor app for us so that we can buy the most stuff Oreo packages so we can try them out. And, and we'll, we'll do we'll do Oreo Oreo reviews Oreo for you. Review. Cookie I've got reviews. The, uh, I actually I've got the nutrition facts in front of me. Um, it is there's so there's there's no trans fat, no cholesterol, so it's a little bit healthy. Um, forty five milligrams of sodium. <laughs> um, that's like an entire salt shaker. That's actually only two percent of your daily value. It's like a couple oh. ramen. It's like all. It's actually no ramen's got like seven hundred. Oh, Just kidding. Ramen is, like, ramen is like pure MSG. <laughs> ramen is actually death, but it, you know, it actually garden. tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, what were you getting at? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay, Mike, <laughs> bring us into Bucks Talk because this was very fun, but it got off the rails quick. Okay. Uh, before that, we need to update the listeners about something. Bill and I have been nervous to bring this to air just because I don't know how to say this without saying it. We're putting our lives at risk if we expose this. It's true. This corrupt and powerful entity. Um, so uh, listeners, this is, we want I mean, you to listen. This is, this, what Mike and I are doing is basically it's akin to teaching the world about the Illuminati. Yeah. Ooh. Well, and here's the thing. I'm nervous if they found out that we told you guys they might come after you. So listen at your own risk. It'll probably be about three, two minutes here. We'll, we'll get it done in two minutes. Skip ahead two minutes if, you know, you don't want to put yourself at risk. But we are doing this because we want you to be informed. Um, and so what we're talking about, obviously, is Big Calendar. Obviously. And yeah. What So what Big Calendar is, um, like I said, skip ahead two minutes if you need. But you start with the basic question of what is time? And who created the segments of time? Who, who decided that there were 365 days in a year? Uh, sometimes 366 days in a year, right? Who decided that? Well, it's Big Calendar. And so Big Calendar controls everything. They control all things. You can trace everything back to Big Calendar. And um, so Bill had a little bit of a, uh, like, he wanted to wake you guys up to what is happening with the government shutdown here. Because the government, you know, was uh, reopened for a weird three-week period. Bill, do you want to let them know? Walk them through this this logic uh, this logic train. Sure. So, as I'm sure our listeners are aware, uh, Friday the government reopened. They had a they agreed to a, a short-term deal to keep the government open for another three weeks. Um, and we know the reason that is is because of what is it, Mike? Well, it's because of the Super Bowl. That's correct. Sports. And so who decided what day the Super Bowl was on? Big calendar. Big calendar. And so we just want you guys to stay awake to the reasons that these things happen. Okay. Who decided what day of the week the Super Bowl lands on? Big calendar. Big calendar. Okay. It could have been a Saturday. It could have been a Monday. Why is it in February, Bill? Who decided it was in February, not the end of January? Uh, I believe that would be one big calendar. Okay, perfect. All right. So we're going to cut that off. If you skipped ahead two minutes, I guess you're safe. Um, but if you want to be awoke to 
one of the most controlling forces in the entire world, go and listen, but do at your own risk. This is basically like the scene from the Matrix. We have offered you the choice between the blue and the red pill. That's right. Um, if you listen to the, if you if you want to skip ahead, you take the red pill and you will just be blissfully unaware of whatever we just talked about. But if you want to go down the rabbit hole, you take the blue pill. That's right. And you join us. All right. So we're going to move into the NBA here. Okay. And, um, well, we are a Wisconsin-based podcast, uh, and we've noticed that the Bucks have not been getting enough love, and we are also a national podcast because this is a national portion. And so we're just going to do it ourselves. We're going to put the Bucks media coverage on our backs, and we are going to bring the Bucks to the national media. We are okay? putting them into the conversation. We are putting them in the conversation. In fact, you know what? Right here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, proclaim it right now. Favorites in the East. Wow. Favorites in the East, huh? You know Favorites what? in the East. They are because the Raptors are bad and they choke. That's right. Um, so here, Bill, uh, I was trying I to thought, think. I thought, I thought the Celtics are good. Who? The Celtics. Ooh. I don't know who that is. I just know of the Bucks. Pretty sure they lost to uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA last night, the uh, Warriors. Yeah, right. The exactly. Celtics suck. Exactly. So, Bill, I was trying to think of uh, relevant discussions to have to introduce the national uh, the national listeners to the Bucks. So, everyone, if you pay any attention to basketball, you know who Giannis Antetokounmpo is, okay? I'm sorry, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, but you might not know any of the other players on the team. So, Bill, I wanted to ask you the question, who is the Bucks' second-best player? Ooh, that's a, that is a good question. That's a great question. Because... It's subjective. Ooh. Well, what is your well, subjective answer? Going on here. Now, most people would, their knee-jerk reaction would probably be to say Chris Middleton. Okay. Which is, and that's fine. And I would, they have, there's, there's many points to prove that. You know, he's a great three-point threat. He's a good defender. Um, you know, they've got their reasons, but... I would disagree. Oh, 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 oh. oh, a disagreement. Oh, going against the grain. And my, I would have to say the Bucks' second best player is lockdown, downtown, throw it down, Sterling Brown. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Really thought, really thought I was getting a Brolo Splash Mountain take there, and I didn't get it. Uh, wow. He had a very, he had a very specific type of offseason development, Bill. What, what kind? Do you think that there's a specific type of offseason development he had? Shock therapy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. I would say maybe arrested development. Ooh, there it is. Uh, okay, but really, who is the second best player on the team? Um. Well. I think Chris Middleton could be the second best player on the team, although he hasn't been playing like it this season. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, I mean, Eric Bledsoe has been been really good. Who is the second most important person on the team in terms of actual production this year? Brooke Lopez. Good answer. Bolo. You know who this? You know who the next answer is? It's Malcolm Brogdon. You know why? Makes his free throws. We had a big, <laughs> big time running thread yesterday with people missing free throws 
Actually, it was mostly me. But Mike likes yeah. Mike likes to uh, you know throw around that this this cat playing for the Wisconsin Badgers can a uh, double pump dunk, but like like you know backwards dunk. Yeah, make a free throw, Khalil. Make a free yeah. throw, and then I'll come That's watch right. your games. I don't want to see this dunking stuff. I want fundamental layups and free throws. Figure it out. So oh. that was it. That was the uh, the introduction to the Bucks. Uh, you learn four or five players on the team. Next time, you know, we'll hey, dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. We don't want to give you, you too much at once. We're gonna give you one. We're gonna yeah. We don't want to overwhelm you, but we're gonna give Sorry. you. I'm gonna give you one fun little fact before we go, and it is Malcolm Brogdon's free throw percentage and just the sheer amount that he is actually made and missed. So we're going totals here. Okay. Malcolm Brogdon this year has shot 103 free throws, and he's made 99. It's 96.1%. Oh, my word. Yeah, one more. Big 100. I'm excited for it. We're watching the game. I'm actually, you know what, guys? Keep talking. I'm going to look at the box score and see if he shot one today. Give you an update in a second. So I would, I want to say, um, to tie in with the Bucks are, don't get talked about enough by the national media, if, if Splash Mountain isn't in the three-point contest, you could just cancel the weekend. The whole weekend's a sham. Because, I I mean, why would you not put him in? You're putting in you're putting in Dirk. Tell the people who Splash Mountain is, because you know we we are talking to the national people here. They might not know who that is. Uh, that would be one, Brooke Lopez, the superior Lopez brother. Robin That's Lopez right. is trash. So so not he wrong. has been a really good three point shooter. Bill, do you have numbers from this year about his three point shooting? Um, I don't have them at readily available. Okay, but... so. But he, he is a player that they traded for that wasn't talked about this year, but he has so far turned out to be one of their biggest signings and one of the biggest signings overall in free agency from this last summer. Uh, he's contributed and for some, at, at some weird, extremely high rate, he's been shooting um, threes. And he's, it's one, uh, he's shooting 38% from deep. Okay. And, and he's seven feet tall. And he's seven feet tall, right. And um, so yeah, he's been he's been the biggest pickup this year, and he needs to be in the three point contest. And it's probably been spoken of before, but these last three seasons, he has upped his three point percentage. In 2017, it was 5.2 attempts, not percentage attempts, 5.2 attempts per game, 4.4 attempts last year, and 6.6 this year. Prior to that, it was either zeros or 0.1s and twos. Never shoot threes. Then he's just like, I'm gonna do this now. This is my thing. It's called evolving. Better be okay with it. So we're gonna move over to the other side of the uh, to the other conference, and we need to talk about what everyone else is talking about, and that's the fact that James Harden has been absolutely insane. Um, More like Lames Harden. Hey, idiot. <laughs> so um, the I was astounded because I am a degenerate like Jeremy. Um, when I looked at the personal player over under for James Harden on Friday, when they played the Raptors, it was sitting at 40 and a half. Uh, so you had, and I was nervous to bet the under. I wouldn't. That's how, that's how good he's been. Is that a 40 and a half over under for one single player? I was nervous to bet the under because he's been that insane lately. It's just a thing. Also, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to bet the unders? Like, oh, I can't do it anymore. It's like, well, let, let, I'm going to show you I can. I'm going to do it again. Just, just, to, just to spite you. 
I think that that's the one bet that players should be allowed to put on themselves. I think NBA players should be able to gamble Ooh. on themselves. You, you should only be allowed to take the over on your points per game. Just so it's like, hey, if you do, you know, wet the beak a little bit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that's what they should do. should definitely be allowed to do that. So I got some numbers for you guys. All right. In, in James Harden's, I almost said games Harden. Giddy's a gamer. Yeah, yeah, he does. He hey guys, Russell Westbrook just shot a three and he airballed it. Coincidence? I didn't think so. Empty calories. Bomb. Anyway, so for James Harden, this stretch of 30-point games has gone 22 games, scoring 30 or more points. And I'm counting the stats that I'm going to read as 24 games because, as I mentioned to my esteemed colleagues here, um, the game before the streak started, he had 29 and 35 the game before that. So I'm just going to count those. They oh, yeah, just it it you should. We can be arbitrary. That's fine. So, in this stretch of twenty four games, stating back to December eighth, he is scoring forty two points per game, <laughs> with eight assists, seven point two rebounds, eighty nine percent from the free throw line, while shooting fourteen attempts per game, and thirty seven percent from the three point line, and he's just chucking fifteen a game. He's chucking threes. 15, 15 three-point attempts and 14 free-throw attempts a game. I don't even That's think... absolutely insane. The rest is just layups. Like, I, I need, like, the distance shot chart to see how many he's even shot from, like, 5 to 10 feet. That little... The most unstoppable move I think he does is when he... People are playing him super, super tight, but, like, have their hands back because they don't want to... They don't want to foul him on the three... Like, going up on the three-pointer. Right, and then he blows by you anyway because you're like, well, what I'm gonna do? I just gotta, I, I have to be like this close to him, and I got help behind me. But he does that thing where he just kind of runs, and he does that little left-handed floater where he just kind of just raises the left knee, just goes right on up, and it's like he doesn't even push it forward. He just kind of like lets go of it, and it's like on a string. He just guides it into the basket. And I don't think he's ever hit rim on that ever. I want to add a submission to the to a future. I'll, I'll give it in five years. Uh, uh, the, the, um, never forget, or like, you know, they say that there's dry air in Arizona, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen went to Mankato, that, whatever you want to call that. Uh, we are going to just consistently talk about how Kevin Rand, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook were all on the same team and it just never came to fruition. That is absolutely going to be something that's going to be repeated as something that no one knows but everyone actually knows it can you imagine dude can you imagine, you imagine those dude? two those, those three stuck together can you imagine if they did if they would have stuck together they were all on the same team dude james harden he was the sixth man there guys they all won mvps did you know that like all what they all won mvps <laughs> i think you guys are disrespecting the fourth member of that squad kendrick perkins nick collison mr thunder who yeah. else was on that team? So you had Kendrick Perkins, Nick Collison, Ibaka. They, oh, guys, guys, we people oh. forget they had Ibaka. They did the they birth of Ibaka. Wow, never forget. What a team! Never forget. So the All Star Game is happening on February seventh. No, that's that's the that's the they pick their teams on the seventh, right? No. Okay. Thank thank you. I could be actually no. It is. You're right. Okay. Well, I just said you're wrong to mess with you. Read a book. Uh, <laughs> we, so we're going to actually try to do a live podcast um, during the 
uh, all-star game selections for picking teams because that is going to be just a great, great fun event. But um, the all-star game is coming up. Jeremy is a big jerseys guy. Uh, and so I wanted to ask him what he thought about the all-star game jerseys this year. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad you asked. Glad you asked, Mike. Yeah, hey, no problem. You're welcome. I believe it was on. I know on, my teammate. I know my teammate. Good. Good to hear. I think it was on the Ringer NBA Twitter account. I believe they tweeted out the jerseys and just did the whole poll thing. Like, what do you uh, what do you think of these? It wasn't a poll, but it's like, what do you think of these? And they quote tweet this with your whatever. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, I had the same take as last year, but even if I did, it doesn't matter. Nobody remembers. Nobody and remembers. It, it, and there's no uh, there's no video evidence. There's, there isn't. Shut up. I think I would if if I were to just quote tweet it, I probably would have said, "Don't hate," because I I hate a lot of things and I do not hate these. They're not great, but I do not hate them. I kind of like the plainness. I like the the Jordan. I like it's just all black. It's got the team's logo on it. It's got like the the little starter. It looks like the starter jerseys you get at Kohl's. It's got the red, white, and blue straps on the arms. They're kind of bland, but I like them. They got the Jordan style because, I mean, I sent this to Bill, a little bit of extra stay woke. I was like, oh, wait, why do they have the red, white, and blue stripes on the side? I'm like, oh, because that's what the Dream Team jerseys look like. Where is it? Charlotte. Who owns Charlotte? Michael Jordan. If anybody didn't know. Wait, Michael Jordan owns owns the uh, the Charlotte Bobcats? No, he's on the, uh, he's the GM. Oh. Some asshole. Named Jerry Richardson owns the Hornets. <laughs> Is that the same Jerry Richardson that used to own the Panthers? Yeah, he just bought another team. Just felt like it. Wait, is this real? Yeah, look it up. What? Look it up. We'll we'll move on while you do some digging. What? I have a question though. I have a question. Has he he he's owned the Hornets for a while, right? It's not like he just decided to buy them. Yeah, Jerry Richardson just decided to buy them. When though it, it wasn't, it had to have been a while ago. I would have heard about this. Yeah, totally. He just like got fired from the Panthers and they kicked him out. And then he's like, "I'm just gonna move over to the Hornets. I just, I'm gonna do that." Well, if you guys want to carry it while I look, <laughs> if you guys haven't figured out yet, I'm messing with both of you, and you're both idiots and stupid. Oh, I had no idea. God damn it. No, yeah. that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, that is... I, I... It is absolutely 100% not real. You guys are goofballs you are and dumb. fake news. You guys are just dumb. I think, I think I'm going to... You are the fakest of news. Do you, I wonder if this could, this could be a recurring thing. I wonder if I can just, like, trick Mike on, like, NBA things that he just doesn't pay attention to. You, you, you know what you just did to me? You just, like, put something on my Facebook feed that told me that, that Elvis was still alive, and the picture kind of looked like him, and I totally bought into it. It's like that's, when people. It's like how many people? Shit. How many people have seen Tupac at the mall? This would that's be right. This would be like watching a documentary that says that mermaids are real and then believing it. Brady. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, Brady, uh, for for probably a year and a half or two years, believed that uh, mermaids were real. Uh, he's not here to defend himself, but uh, I don't know how you can defend yourself. So, uh, all right. with this live All Star Game thing, what are what's this team bet? What are we doing? What's what's the so half here? We made here? a bet last year, right? Yes. Oh yeah. I wanted to bring the bet back. Good. Yeah, I like it, back. Bill. Once again, we're doing recycle uh, new segment, recycled material. 
uh, we're, you know, we're a very green podcast. Let's bring it back. We decided, we, we, yeah, cycle. we decided today that we wanted some new fresh segments and I think I'm going to do a, a secret segment just for the listeners. Me tricking Mike. Oh, wow. Secret segment. It's me tricking Mike on things he's too dumb to know about. You can say literally anything and Mike will go, wait, really? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm, I, I would say I'm the most gullible person I know. So this has, hey, this, Mike. Hey, Mike, did you know Gullible's written on your ceiling? Uh, no, it's written on my just, floor. For, for all those listening, Mike just looked up at the ceiling. Yeah, I absolutely did. And I and I will continue to look if you keep telling me. Um, Mike, you got a little something on your face. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll I didn't fall for that. Um, little schmutz. Little schmutz. Um, so, <laughs> is this going to be part? This is going to be part of our, our live pod if we can get around to it. We'll be watching. We'll be watching the draft, and immediately after, knee jerk reactions. Who's going to win? And we're going to be making some. We're going to be throwing down some bets. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So, um, we got to be two and two again, like we were last time. So. Yeah, for sure. And since that nobody's picks picked just yet, we do know the captains. We did talk about this in the group text we've mentioned before, but might as well be a better better time than ever to bring it up. Who is a uh, who's Giannis picking first, guys? More bucks talk. Who's Giannis picking first? Um, that's a good question. Because he he did say um, that he wanted to pick he wanted Russell and Embiid on his team so they wouldn't fight each other, um, which would be a pretty cool team anyway. It would, um, but then he also said that he would pick Bledsoe first. Gross! Please don't do that. What? That would be the most Giannis thing ever. Just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick my teammate. Well, I don't think he can do that because oh yeah, because he's not a starter. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh. I, I'm, I'm glad they have that. We haven't done this All Star draft very much. It's only the second year, and they're already perfecting it. I was, I was very surprised to see that AD wasn't named a starter. Because I wanted Giannis to pick him. Yeah, speaking speaking of that, I have a little... Maybe I'll save it for getting mad at things. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll save it. Getting mad at things. Let's, I, let's, yeah. move on to the, let's move on to the tank update. Oh. So, while you guys are paying attention to what's going on up top, you guys care about how the Warriors are playing and the We're down in the weeds. We're down we in the muck. The mud, we, the trenches, the war. This is a tank war. We're bottom feeders. Great we're way to put it. The most important thing. The most important thing is who's going to get that number one draft pick to get Zion Williams. We did so, talk about this last time in that the NBA is over, guys. Get it through your heads. Watch a little bit of basketball once in your life. Watch the Warriors play and then give up. Just quit. Go to the bottom. Watch the teams. Force yourself to sit through this garbage so you know exactly how bad these teams are and how much they need a man like Zion Williamson. The Phoenix Suns. Are currently eleven and forty. Eleven wins seems to be the benchmark right now. <laughs> it's right about it's right about where all these teams sit. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think this is updated. I don't think my app's updated yet because we had Tank War two today. The Bulls blew the first one and they ended up winning. They beat the Cavs last week. On, no, they beat them on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So you know, not not a good sign. Bulls, you should have you, you got to take the L there. Yeah, you do need to take the L. But then there. today, Tank War Two happened, and the Bulls have just—they've been doing the most amazing tank thing that I've been waiting for and waiting for for my team to finally do it and just get the most cringeworthy updates out there. 
Chandler Hutchison underwent an MRI this, this morning after x-rays last night raised strong internal concern he has suffered a right toe injury that could lead to a long-term absence. He may not be very good, but he has been starting for this team. We are now onto our like, third string small forward. Zach Levine, left ankle, and Laurie Markkinen, hip, also are banged up and status for Sunday's Cavs game is undetermined. Jim Boylan said there's swelling in Levine's left ankle. Sure, sure. I mean, him and Laurie both played today, but they lost. The Bulls lost Tank War 2, and I believe the season series is now either 1-1 or 2-1 Bulls. I think they might have played earlier in the year, and I think the Bulls probably won that game. I don't know how they would have, but these teams are awful. They are very awful. It is hard to watch these games, but you know what? This is what the NBA is now. The Warriors are back, and you need to watch this garbage. Tune in. Bill, what's, Bill, what's that word you use for people who like pain? Masochist? Yeah, you need to be a basketball masochist and watch these games at the bottom because those, those are the games that matter. They're the games that are going to determine the future of the NBA. Okay, We already know the outcome of this season. Yeah, you say you're such a big fan of the NBA. Name three of its albums. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the NFL. We're not going to talk too much about the Super Bowl uh, just because we'll give this our Super Bowl preview next week um, um, when like we're talking about the games. Uh, but we did want to talk about the games that went on last week. So I told you all, let's start here. I told you, Bill, I told you, suckers bet to take the Chiefs. I wasn't worried ever. I, I called myself a sucker on the podcast. I knew what I, what I was getting myself into. Absolute right. suckers bet, Mike. We're back. I I didn't sweat it for a second. I knew. You know what I knew? I knew that the coin flip was going to go to the to the Patriots. You know what the best part about this was? And it's like the reason that I find myself rooting for the Patriots in, in instances like this. I'm watching with Bill. We're on the Hangouts. And he's with he's in the family room with like the whole the whole team the whole family's around and mom and dad are getting very angry at the TV anytime Tommy Brady does anything good. My it's dad just, who my dad who normally like I mean he gets like hyped up at like watching like you know Packers games and Brewer games and stuff like that but like if he's watching like if he, as a neutral fan he like usually doesn't you know he just doesn't get super excited because he was it's not his fired team. up. He was screaming. He was calling. He he like the last five minutes and like into overtime. Anytime Tom Brady made a play, he just started squ- screaming Queen Brady. Oh, I live for this shit. <laughs> I just live for it. I just want to see angry Midwestern dads get mad about Tom Brady being good and just being in our way. And my mom just like loves Patrick Mahomes. I don't know why. I, she he, I, she's like he's just a little kid. I want to bring him here and just like make him dinner. He's just so adorable and they're so fun to watch. I'm like, "Well, they're going to lose to the Patriots." So, Green Brady. <laughs> when I was watching that game, I legit I couldn't remember seeing Tom Brady throw a contested pass. Like everybody he threw to was wide open. And his line had everybody blocked for four to five seconds. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's always been, man. And then they get the coin flip. That's twice now that he's got in, in th- twice in three years he's gotten the coin flip in, a, in an overtime game, and just other team doesn't even get a chance. Hey guys, I hate to break it to all of you, but we got rope doped. What? They, we got rope doped. They just uh, they just played the regular season as little as they could. They're like, I'm not gonna take hits. I'm gonna throw it. 
away. I'm going to throw it away on, over my receivers' heads if I'm getting hit. And we're going to do the bare minimum to win these games and try to get a first round bye. And then we're going to turn it on in the playoffs and we're going to win because we well, can. They get to play in the AFC East. That too. It's like playing in the. Uh, it's like playing in the AL West or AL East. It's like playing in the Eastern Conference. LeBron just allowed to coast the, the whole season. Yeah, it's like, right. well, and then beat like, the oh, Pacers. Wow. It's like, oh wow, the Yankees, the Red Sox were so good. It's like, yeah, because you get to play the, you get to play the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, nice job, LeBron. You beat the Pacers. Proud of That's you. Great. Um. So, Jeremy, did you want to do the? Uh, well, did we want to talk about the Saints game? Did you guys read that story well, about I, how the? I had, uh, I, I had to. Uh, I had a take. About, I feel like we have to talk about it. I had a take about the Patriots. Quick. Okay. Um. So the other. Couple weeks ago. I was sitting at home and I was watching War of the Worlds. Yay! With Tom Cruise. Oh, I love that movie. movie. I have. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good movie. It's all right. It's you know I'm not a big fan of Dakota Fanning in that movie because all she does is scream for two and a half oh, hours. Oh, it really makes me yeah. It's cringe. It's just grating to listen to. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's my direction for the scene? Ah, just scream. <laughs> just, just get really scared. Just get really scared and scream. Um. Anyway. And so, like, at the end of the movie, they're, they're kind of walking back into Boston. And then it made me realize, it's like, I, for, I, I, War of the Worlds was an okay movie, but the thing that makes it really great is knowing that aliens came to Earth just so they could kill Boston sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> Doing us a service? Yes. It just, every time I saw somebody get sucked up or vaporized or whatever, I'm just like, there's another mass hole. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I didn't even know it was Boston. Yeah, it's like they they land in New England and and they basically just they I think they landed just to get rid of Boston sports fans because they're like so good. It's so good. That movie's unrealistic because Belichick still would have found a way to beat the aliens. Oh yeah, he would have had Tom Cruise in his office like that. No, see that's the thing is it's. It's 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 the summation of every time the Patriots have to play an opponent. They they look unbeatable and then they finally play him and then they just crumble. That's for right. No reason. And you're like, oh, what happened? It's like, oh, they got killed by water. <laughs> these uh, these these aliens that have like basically we're gonna destroy the world and then somebody sneezed and now they all died. <laughs> Those actually the Patriots are actually part of one of my segments, but I guess I'll hang on to that. Did you uh, did you see that? Um, there's controversy over the refs that were in the uh, Saints uh, Rams game and not the call. I only was saw that... a headline, but I didn't read yeah, anything. Yeah, I saw the I saw that headline. So what was the headline you saw? It, it was like the the refs are all from like SoCal. Yeah, four of the refs are from Southern California. So breaking news: Giannis Antetokounmpo just made a three pointer. Oh, it's probably his first bucket of the night too. <laughs> it actually was. Yeah. He was over in the I know he's over six in the first half. Um, I mean, yeah. Breaking news: refs are from different places in the country. Bill, do you want to get your take in here about the Saints fans? I think you called them the the biggest crybabies in what what, what the, was your the biggest, I don't want to misquote you. I something like the biggest sore losers in sports. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's been other. T- I mean, I know it was in the playoffs and it would have gone to the Super Bowl whatever i mean there's been other teams that that have gotten dicked by other bad calls and you i don't know what... guys i'm trying to i think of the last time any team had two years in a row of just this playoff shit 
the miracle last year. Are you kidding me? And it just yeah, gets followed up with coverage. this. That was, a, that was just bad coverage. It was not um, bad coverage. The guy was right there. He just put his head down. Okay, um, but that wasn't a bad call though. They didn't. They didn't. The, the Vikings didn't win because of like a, a refs not calling a play or whatever. Can, well, the is thing there, is, uh, that's still one of the most. I'm going to use the word that everybody on every platform I've heard this week talk about. Egregious is the word of the week. Egregious sure. non-call in history. And it really might be, other than maybe like, like the Drew Pearson push-off that wasn't. I like to, yeah, another good word is what the uh, what the refs didn't do was reprehensible. Ooh, <laughs> yes. So many good words floating around. And it's all the same people. Every now, platform I listen to, it's local radio, national radio, podcasts, everywhere. They say the same things. So, so Jeremy, I have a question. Hit me. Would, let's say your team had, I know your, let's say your, when your team lost in the playoffs, let's say instead of a bad play they missed because of a bad call, would you have sued the league as a fan? Me personally, no, because I don't have the money yeah. to do that or the wherewithal. Wow. But yes, name, that's. Would you put your name on the uh, petition for it, though? Ooh, maybe. I but that was absurd. Me. That 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 is absurd. Like I showed I, mean, I showed that picture to my mom, and it was it was incredible. There was like this C-SPAN dude on Twitter actually no, tweeting just no. like a normal thing. It was like a quote. This dude had like he had an easel and a, a pointing stick yeah, with pictures of the game. It wasn't, it wasn't just some guy on C-SPAN. It was like a congressman. It was a representative it from was. Indiana. It was. No, I mean like somebody who tweeted out the picture of this dude. It was like a guy who works for C-SPAN. I'm like, this is a very official tweet about a guy complaining about this game. That guy is a congressman, Jeremy. Yeah, that guy was on the floor in Washington D.C. and the like, the House of Representatives, explaining <laughs> yeah. to like the high court that the Saints got. I'm aware. Out. I'm just saying the guy that tweeted out the picture of it, who's watching the thing happen. It was just oh, oh. some like very and official you know person working for a C-SPAN who tweeted it. That guy's polling numbers shot through the roof. <laughs> oh yeah! Everyone's like, "Yes!" If that guy got some like bill pushed through the house. Oh my God, guys, stay woke. He just did it as a, he just did it as a ploy. It's just for That's votes. Right. That's right. The, the only Wait, other takeaway, the only other takeaway I had from that game is I was so mad at Sean McVay for not going for it on fourth and inches at the inch yard line. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did I say last week, guys? I was at work, so I knew we knew this game was going to be incredible and something crazy was going to happen because I couldn't watch it. That's right. All right. Um, coaching carousel update for us, Jeremy? Well, we've had a few. Um, while we were doing the local, that was going to be the time where I was uh, getting my ducks in a row. But I'm trying to think now. I'll go back to our text message group, and I know one, Dowell Loggins is back. He, he was the OC, or he was – the quarterbacks coach with Adam Gaze in Chicago. He went to be the OC after Adam Gaze left in Chicago. Then he followed him to Miami, and now he has followed him to New York. So this guy Ooh. is making the rounds, but following the same guy. He's just kind of a lackey. Okay. And I believe, I don't know, oh, I said it last time we were on here, Chuck Pagano, he is a Bears defensive coordinator. He's 100% back. Coming in with the, uh, you guys remember that soundbite of the dude going, we're going to be fast, we're going to be loose, we're going to kill it. We're going to kill it, you guys. Yes, you guys remember I that, do dude? remember that guy. Where is he at now? Uh, I don't know where he's at. That's not the point. But Chuck Pagano in his introductory press conference said that. Not to the extent that guy did. But he's like, oh, big, big, uh, big, big acronym. He like, he was like, oh, kill it. We're, we're, we're going to keep it likable and learnable. You know, you know what I'm talking about, guys. Likable and learnable. <laughs> likable um, and learnable. Um... 
I'm ashamed that I don't have more, but I just know there has been more. I can't help you right now. I, I was not prepared. Okay, no worries. We want to save the degenerate segment for next week. We can do all the prop bets and stuff. Awesome. I would like to interject quickly here. Um, this isn't strictly NFL news, but it is tangentially related to the Packers. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, guys. Steve Spagnolo, he's back. Yes, the Spags. That's right. That's Spagnuolo. the big one. That was the big name that I wanted to get out there. Steve Spagnolo. <laughs> um. Former Packers legend Graham Harrell is the new offensive coordinator at USC. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. Oh, I put in an interview request for him. Rock and roll. I'm going to do an interview request. Man, we would have got him right beforehand, dude. That's probably why he didn't respond. Just had a lot going on. Yeah, he's busy. Had nothing to do with the size of our podcast. I can can give a quick degenerate update, though. Um, Okay. I did bet on OKC couple dollars here and there bet on okc to beat the portland trailblazers on the road and they succeeded and it was no it was at home it was at home just you know a little 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 spread action they covered i had to bet on russell westbrook i had to really push these boundaries of what i what i watch with him i'm happy for you all right let's let's uh finish up here uh who wants to give their stat of the day i would like to go first okay this might be the best stat of the day i've ever had Okay. Ooh. But I don't want to put too much hype in it. All right. Um, so uh, the, uh, the, L- the MLB had their Hall of Fame ceremony last week, I believe it was. Oh. Okay. And um, so it was Mo and Mike Messina, uh, Edgar. Uh, who else got in? Am I forgetting anyone? Or? I think it's usually, I mean, I would assume just three. I don't remember there being too many each year. These baseball writers are pretty stingy. Right. You got your Greg Cody's of the world. Ish. Are you being like Dan Shaughnessy, who only voted for Mariano Rivera and nobody else? Bitch. Like, just throw away your vote. Anyway. Uh, more. Like voting for more, more men have walked on the moon than have scored a run against Mariano Rivera in the postseason. <laughs> Oh, honestly, you know what would have actually made that the best stat ever, or what? your best stat ever, if you had a uh, if you had a follow up to that stat? Because I was hearing that one on Sports Center. I needed the follow up to be your stat of the day, as in how many of those eleven were the Red Sox in two thousand four? <laughs> Probably like six of them. And Bill, um, I'd like to get in here and just let you know that that's impossible because zero men have walked on the moon. Right, and also the moon is flat. That's right. <laughs> it's a it's it's cheese. It's just a just a cheese cracker. It's a, it's a, right. It is a single slice of craft cheese. I'm uh, I'm going I'm going a different. <laughs> I'm uh. <laughs> that's a myth perpetuated by Big Calendar. The big cheese. <laughs> I am uh. I'm gonna go a little bit different route here with my stat of the days. I'm actually gonna start giving some dope stats. So. Um, UC, UC Irvine has 420 offensive rebounds this year. Ooh, tight, tight, you know tight. What, do, you know what, do you know what UC Irvine's mascot is? The banana. Uh, ooh, is it a banana. is it a, a a flower? No, it's a banana slug. Uh, what is? Oh, a slug, a banana slug, huh? I don't know what yeah. that is. Uh, it's a slug that's yellow. Gay. Well, <laughs> 
All right, Jerry, so, give your stat. My stat of the day is just kind of a collection. It's more. It's, it's James Harden steered. It's just taking a look at where he ranks with this points per game season so far among some of the other crazy ones. We're going to take out Wilt Chamberlain for most of these because we just don't need to. He's, he's the outlier. He's just absurd. In, in a normal Wilt Chamberlain season, he averaged, I mean, he averaged 38 points per game in a season. Like, that's normal-ish and pretty crazy. Michael Jordan's best points per game season was 37 in 1987. Wow. James Harden's currently sitting at 36.2. People just around him and below him, Rick Barry and Kobe Bryant averaged 35 for a season. A couple people that averaged 34, Michael Jordan again, Kareem, Elgin Baylor in 1960. And then your 34s and 33s and 32s, you got a nice little mix of Tiny Archibald at 34. The Iceman, George Gervin. What, for who, Elgin Baylor? No, or Tiny. Tiny Archibald. 72. Never heard of that name in my entire oh, life. Oh, you're an animal. The Iceman, George Gervin, 33 in 1980. Allen Iverson did it. What happened when the Iceman would get hot? Ooh, he'd ice games. hey So, <laughs> <laughs> basically, this is the company that James Harden is sharing. It's pretty, un- it's pretty unprecedented. It does not happen a lot, and we're watching greatness. Wow, there's a lot of scrubs in that list. Yeah, I don't know. Tiny Archibald. All right. I don't know. Uh, Rick Barry. Rick Barry's one of the best players of all time. Shut up. Rick Barry is a scrub. Rick Barry's also an asshole. That is fair. Um, All right, it's season season. Uh, So who wants to start? Bill, why don't you start? Sure. Um, Now this, I have to to explain it a little bit. um, Because it's no sports season. Ooh. Uh, now that the NFL is about to finish up, um, basically this is when all the casual fans go, well, there's no more sports left to watch, um, which is incorrect. Obviously, there's NBA is on. Uh, college basketball is still going. College um, basketball. Yes, that is a sport. So. Um, really? Yeah, unfortunately for you, Jeremy, it still exists. Rats. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it is, it is no sports season. But not really. Yeah, so mine, uh, mine's a lot like that, Bill. Mine is it's Sunday routine season season. So um, now there's no football on Sundays. Uh, you're going to have to find something to do with your Sunday routine. Joe, tell uh, you, I stopped watching football weeks ago. Today's a test drive, and it's not That's going right. great. How'd it go today? Because my day was absolutely boring. i got to find something to do. One of the things I think I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start tweeting out every Sunday how many days until pitchers and catchers are reporting because that is also the season we're running into. You're going to see a lot of only 35 days till pitchers and catchers report. You're going to see that probably three or four times a day. I went to work hungover, and that's how my day's going. I woke up hungover. Oh, I did both. Nice. So my season is it is evil empire season. The Patriots are back. The evil empire season, Bill. The evil empire is back. The Patriots are and in the Super Bowl. Evil. Yes, it is evil. Every villain is not like lands. the not like the cool evil, like the terrible evil, like Who's the, the cool evil, like uh, the the Joker. That's a cool evil. Yeah, right. you're not wrong. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
What's next? Are we going to expand or is that it? No, that's is just, the, just... Is there more to your season, Jeremy, or is it just... Okay. What? No, uh, it's so... just a, that's just what time it is. It's just what season, it's the, the, the evil empire you know is back to ruin our lives. I, you know what? Not my life. Words, it's also the Patriots are underdog mentality season. Absolutely. That's right. Which is the just the most annoying thing in sports. Never forget. They should not be... They, they, they should, it should be illegal for them to call themselves underdogs. They shouldn't be allowed. That's like... The, that's can, the, I'm on board with that. It's like calling I, the United States military underdogs. <laughs> I saw a video today of Tom Brady who started a We're Still Here chant. I saw okay. that. It was really I mean, cringy. Shut up. Just <laughs> like who are you? I mean, like, okay, this this just plays into my into my my take, my my theory. Um New England is basically like the North Korea of the NFL. <laughs> 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 Nobody knows what's going on over there. Nobody's allowed in. Nobody's allowed in. Nothing comes out of there. And and they've all just been brainwashed to believe that they're like this like scrappy little like, you know, underdog football team that no one respects and, you know, and yeah, and, and their and fearless like, leader doesn't let people go to the press. And also that they've got oh, yeah. They think they're being they think their ruler they've been led to believe the ruler is Bill Belichick when actually it's this other dude, this yeah. who no, has never given an interview, doesn't have like a position. Like, that's he, the story we need to get to next week. Cause that's Bill, wild. That's such a good take. They are the North Korea of sports. They're Thank scary you. too. You can uh, you can see my tweet of it, uh, at Captain Billiam is where I tweeted out after the Patriots game uh, last week. <laughs> It's currently sitting at like one like, so I'll go give you one. I think uh, so I think you were the only like, Jeremy. Oh, pour one out. I'm gonna pour one out for myself because there are not gonna be any sweethearts for Valentine's Day this year. Ugh, uh, who the company cares? that makes sweethearts, uh, good. They're trash. Okay, well, I know they're not good, but I could eat a million of them, and I do every single Valentine's Day, not this year. So maybe it's actually like a good thing for my teeth. Like a, you know, probably. But I, I, it's also a poor one out for me personally because I'm gonna mess up. Ooh, I have I have a poor one out that I just thought of right now. I was gonna use a different one, but I think this one's better. Keeping with the James Harden themed podcast, um, poor one out for Giannis Antetokounmpo's MVP odds. It was a fun run. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Bill, your poor one out. Sheesh. Yeah, my poor one out um, is for Brewers Twitter. Uh, because they lost their damn minds, and basically they planned on like boycotting an entire insurance company. Why is that? For, the, for a company deciding to pay the Brewers a lot of money to have the rights to put their name on a stadium. Oh, so the Brewers are changing their name of their stadium. Yes, we talked about this in the, uh, 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 the local hour of our podcast. So if you want to go get some more nuanced talk about that, it's you can more uh, fresh content. Fresh content. Hashtag fresh. Hot right. content. Um, all right. So we'll end here with uh, our favorite segment, uh, Jeremy's Mad at Things. So Jeremy gets mad at things a lot. Jeremy gets really mad at the weirdest stuff, makes us uh, laugh because we can't understand how anyone could be mad about something like that. What do you got for us this week, Jeremy? I wouldn't say this is something that gets people's heads turning about how I'm mad about it, but I believe I said last week, I feel bad for Blake Griffin. He's in basketball Siberia. He didn't ask to be there. And then you go and get 
Pascal Flippin Siakam to be an East All-Star, and Blake Griffin gets no love. No love from anybody. Why is Blake Griffin not getting an All-Star bid? Why isn't Blake Griffin getting an All-Star bid and Pascal Siakam? The thing that made me mad, it wasn't just this. The thing that made me mad was that there was a ringer piece about how is Pascal the best-kept secret in basketball is in Toronto. It's like, well, is it really... Is it really even a secret anymore if the fan voting that's always horrendously screwed up in the All-Star game has voted this dude to be an All-Star over Blake Griffin? It's just, it's a shit show. I'm sick of it. And Blake Griffin has no goddamn respect. Good news, I don't get no respect. Well, he doesn't. And it's atrocity, and I hate it. It's stupid. All right, that is it. That is the, uh, the podcast. That's the national portion of our podcast. Go over and listen to the local portion of our podcast if you want to hear us talk about anything in wisconsin we do a good job over there and um otherwise uh go ahead like subscribe tell your mom tell your dad if you don't have a mom or a dad i'm sorry tell your siblings you know we're not out here trying to offend anyone tell everyone you know listen listen to me if you tell two people and then they tell two people and then those four people tell two more people, we're going to be like the biggest podcast in a month. So it's a reverse funnel system. That. I, I, and I can't, you know, I can't guarantee you any monetary incentive now, but in the future, if we get that big, we're going to be making money and maybe there'll be a spot for you. Maybe we're offering a future, you know, owner, uh, stake in ownership of the on the spots podcast. So it's a reverse we're funnel like system. The, we're like the fire fest of podcasts. Get in now. Yeah, get it, get it now, please.